Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 52 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We're bringing you this episode on August 20th, 2021. Uh, I am your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Sterling Hammer. And uh, as always, when we talk about these movies, spoiler alert, and now let's, uh, let's talk about Fight Club. Oh wait. We're breaking the first rule of Fight Club. Sorry, buddy. We got to end the episode now. Sorry. Bye-bye. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. We uh, we watched Fight Club mm-hmm. this week from 1999. Same year as last week's movie. Which is insane to me. I didn't plan it that way. No, but uh, I mean, it was a popular movie because it's also not the first movie we've seen from 1999. No, yeah, we uh we did Office Space. Mm-hmm. Listen to that episode. Um, yeah, that also came out in 1999. Uh, yeah, Fight Club. What to say about it? <laughs> There's a lot. There's it's uh it's like this movie. It's a lot. Watch, watching it, it's been a while since I've seen it, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it again. Um, and I wanted to see if I would still. If I still felt as strongly about it as I I always have, mm-hmm. um, and I guess we'll find out later in the the episode what uh, how I really feel about it. Yeah. Well, you'll probably get bits and pieces here and there. Um, but yeah, uh, I think maybe we should just start off right off you know, right off the bat, trying talking to about the this. plot, the story yeah. of Fight Club. Good luck so, with that. <laughs> a lot happens. So it starts off uh, with our uh, our narrator, who's never really uh, officially named, well, until maybe like kind of towards the end. Yeah. When we find find out the twist. Um, but yeah, the uh, the narrator of this film, played by Edward Norton, is uh, an insomniac. Who works a kind of a shitty like office job slash kind of like inspector job at a major car company? Mm-hmm. He basically kind of like hides all the results that would kind of get all these companies sued. Yeah, or like have to like spend millions of dollars recalling thousands of cars mm-hmm. and fixing a problem. Yeah, and he works a very shady job for a shady yeah. company. It's before the internet when these crashes just get exposed on the internet. Exactly. You know, it's late nineties, um, and so he's you know he's a very he's a disillusioned man, and so, uh, in order to kind of try to find a way to go to sleep, he first finds uh or he he goes to his uh. His doctor to see if his doctor will uh, prescribe him anything for Seems insomnia. Seems more of like just like a friend who works at the hospital. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so yeah, he, his doctor tells him to go to a, a meeting for uh, guys who have testicular cancer. If he wants, if he wanted if he, to see real people, real sad. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I'm in pain, and the doctor's like, you want to see real pain? Go down to the church and go to the meeting of guys with testicular cancer. And so he goes to this meeting and he meets 
Bob. Bob. Bob, who has man titties, bitch tits, as they say. Who I didn't think would be such an important part of the movie. Oh, yes. He becomes a pretty uh, pivotal part of the, the story Ridiculous. later on. Ridiculous. Um, and in this uh, meeting, uh, basically the narrator uh, release gets to release like all of his pent-up emotions. He gets to cry. Mm-hmm. He basically cries himself to sleep every night. And he goes to all these different meetings of all these people who are dying. Right? People who have like brain tumors and brain cancer and parasites. parasites. Uh, and then when he's going to these meetings, a woman comes in who's doing the exact same thing as he is, except she's just like this kind of weird, like goth, goth girl who's super depressed. Um, she wants to die, but and she, she wants she wants to die, but like somehow is not able to. Always kind of gets saved or something. Yeah. Uh, so he is he's unable to kind of get his release because this lady is. Yeah, he kinda, can't get into it anymore because now he notices the fake. Yeah. And she's not sincere, and that's what he likes from me. He likes and everyone being so nice. Kind of like reflecting back on him. Yeah. You know, you see, she's highlighting all of his insecurities. Mm-hmm. She's very similar to him. And uh, so on one of uh, the narrator's business trips, he meets a <laughs> quite an eccentric fellow mm-hmm. named Tyler Durden. Yeah, who's remember a, that name. <laughs> who is a, a soap salesman, apparently, ah. uh, who has soap. this uh, kind of just like, all has like this personal philosophy basically uh who and he just rails against like materialism and all of the kind of you know things that modern society is obsessed with now yeah you capitalism know, commercialism consumerism materialism yeah. and uh the narr- the narrator's apartment ends up exploding mhm and so uh, the narrator finds uh, Tyler Durden's business card, calls him up, and asks, and, you know, just kind of meets him up at a bar just to kind of talk, I guess, to kind of just blow off steam or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of, like, tap dancing around asking him <laughs> to stay at his place. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, Tyler Durden basically just kind of goes, all right, come on, man. I know what you want. Just ask. He's like, how do you find that place? <laughs> it's really funny, but this is an important part I'm about to get to. In order for uh, the narrator to stay at Tyler Durden's place, uh, Durden asks him to hit him as hard as he can. Mm-hmm. And this basically starts their friendship i guess yeah and also begins fight club they uh start fighting with each other every night or not every night every uh like saturday night yeah and this uh catches the attention of all the bar patrons there all the guys who are there yeah um because they're like what the fuck's this happening in the parking lot and then they they invite all these guys to join in too. Yeah, because they look ha- because they notice it's not like oh these two drunk guys fighting. It's like oh they're so happy. 
they're enjoying it. Yeah, they're like, smiling they're, afterwards. They're, like, yes. And this is another way for the narrator to get his release, basically, mm-hmm. and be able to sleep at night. But then it becomes this whole weird thing where he and Tyler basically create an underground movement. Yeah, of men. All men. All low-rung men. Yeah, all men who are on the lower rungs of society. Uh, all the guys who do all the grunt work. All the you know, tra- you know garbage men. Uh, people who work at like airlines. Baggage throwers. People who work at the air- airport uh, rental car Yeah, place. not the captains. Not the stewardess. But yeah. the uh, yeah the mechanics ba- the me- the mecha- yeah people you don't see who keep society going yeah, waiters major d's at food courts and shit uh, guys who uh, were like pencil pushers it, it like the narrator mm-hmm. you know who work these shitty just kind of sort of middle class jobs kind of mostly blue collar jobs actually yeah. And who this were is just like the de- beginning of the death of the middle class. Yeah, who were just like frustrated. There, there are a lot of them are like kind of like in their thirties, late twenties, unsatisfied. And they're, yeah, they're all just like they have no way of venting. Uh huh. In this modern society. Yeah, it's like I think he like he calls like they're you know they're all lost. Mm-hmm. Everybody who par- becomes a part of this movement is in lost. In this universe, in some way. UFC wasn't invented. <laughs> they even get uh, a priest to join. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> In one of the funniest scenes. Well, no, it, you kind of see it. Yeah, but like, just because he f- beats up um, beats him up, like, why does he then join Fight Club? Because he found his true enlightenment. What about God? Fuck God. God <laughs> loved him. God. Well, that's one of the themes him. of the movie: is to kind of like kill God in a God way. Wanted to marry him. I don't know. We'll get into all <laughs> that. <laughs> but yeah, so it turns into this crazy movement and it starts going beyond like just this one their their fight club that they formed. Uh it kind of becomes like this nationwide thing. Yeah. And they can't even remember like, "Oh, did you start that fight club? Did you start that fight club?" What? Yeah, they're starting all over the place, <laughs> setting huh? up franchises. And with it 100% becomes, loyalty. It becomes this movement all about, which is all about just spreading anarchy and chaos and mischief. Yeah, and they're so goddamn loyal. They're super loyal to Tyler. Tyler. Durden. He's the ultimate cult leader. Um, and he's, I guess, like, to them, he, like, freed them. Yeah, From all maybe. their shitty jobs. I think that's kind of the whole thing. But like, how many of those men were married and had lives and children that they just abandoned? Maybe they didn't. Maybe that's why they joined this fucking thing. Because it's like it is crazy in this movie. There's they're they're everywhere, but then there's a lot of men that aren't part of it. Because you see them in the background sometimes, and they're just like sitting there with people. Yeah, not everybody is going to be a part of it. It's like loners. It does seem like it it's it's a tr- it attracts a lot of people who've just kind of been dejected. This movie cannot be made nowadays. At least not the way that it it's presented, which would take like, all of the bite out of it. Yeah. Which is the point. It's one of the most like yeah, like kind of in your face movies I think that's ever it is. been released by a major studio. 
which is probably why it didn't do very well. Sad. I wonder what the advertising was for it, for it was like. We'll talk a little bit about the advertising because it actually, there's a little bit of an interesting story behind that. Okay. Not story, but reason for why this movie didn't do very well. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry again. Um, but yeah, this movement kind of, the movement kind of grows into this thing that even the narrator sort of loses control of. Project Mayhem. Project Mayhem. First rule of Project Mayhem is that you do not ask questions about Project Mayhem. It's another thing. It's so crazy that he sets it up so like he can't even like, find yeah, his, yeah. Like his normal self really well, can't. We haven't, well, we haven't gotten to that point yet. But uh, as things get really crazy and Tyler... Tyler Durden starts to get a little bit more militant in his mm. uh, activities, and they start making bombs, like blowing shit up, <laughs> and causing real like mayhem. And Bob gets shot in the fucking head. Oh, poor Bob! And a bunch of like fucking bloop comes out, bloop <laughs> his brains. Uh, he's dead, bitch tits, Bob. Yeah, so gone. sad. Yeah. Well. Anyways. <laughs> uh, once things get really crazy, uh, Tyler Durden just kind of disappears, and the narrator goes on this like journey to like find him. Yeah, and he goes to all these different areas where he because knows. There's all these, yeah, there's he finds all these ticket stubs, and he knows like oh he was he's going there to set up fight clubs, or to at least maybe check in on. What fight clubs are growing? And everywhere he goes, men are like winking at him. Sir. Yeah, he doesn't have to pay for shit. Everywhere he goes. But they're not answering any of his questions. No, they just do whatever he says. They're just like, oh, we can't talk about that, sir. (laughs) Yeah, they give him a little wink. (laughs) And then finally, he goes to this bar where this really guy, this guy is super fucked up. Yeah. With a neck brace. Tons of crazy scars. Yeah. and a scar on his hand. What did he do to him? It's like, and he said that Tyler did, like, when? And he said it was like a few days ago or like a week ago. Like, yeah. what? It is, it's, it's like, Ty- I think at that point, Tyler was just like, blah, 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 I'm, I'm just going to go full out. Um, and then this is when the narrator finds out. Here we go. We're going to just reveal the twist right here. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen this film, it's about to get ruined. Although I knew the twist going in so when I. I first watched it. But it still kind of comes as a shock when you first watch it because like, s- there's so much mayhem that leads up to it. You're like, wait, that's what happens? Mm-hmm. You forget, like, I forgot about it when I was watching it. But yeah, the twist is Tyler Durden is actually the narrator. Dun-dun-dun. There was no, well, there is a Tyler Dun-dun-dun. Durden, but it wasn't who, because. W- Tyler Durden is somebody who the narrator sees as a separate person. Yeah. Brad Pitt. His cool self. The person he actually wants to be. Mm-hmm. person who anybody would probably want to be because he's just so cool. So cool, doesn't give a fuck. Literally just doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's Punch like, him in the face, he's going insane. Ah-ha! He laughs he like the Joker. Laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I love his laugh. I love crazy laughs. That scene, oh, we'll we'll talk about that scene because that scene might be one of my, maybe my favorite 
And the that's whole movie, when it starts going like the movie takes like a turn where it's like, okay, now it's getting really weird. The movie was pretty mili- weird up to it that It was, point. but that's when he starts militarizing. When it starts, yeah. more homework assignments. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's I'm going to give you guys an assignment for you. For you. He's, he's all beat up. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit <laughs> about the more in just a second. But yeah, uh, the narrator realizes that he's basically gone completely insane. He's gone, he's created a schizo personality for himself mm-hmm. because of his insomnia. Yep, his brain just broke. Yeah, he's working all of these weird, odd jobs that he thought that Tyler Durden was working. But he worked them because he couldn't sleep. But he, because, yeah, he's literally probably only sleeping like one hour a night, which they say is one of the things that they all believe about him. He's yeah. Bo- he was born in a mental institution and that he sleeps one hour a night. Maybe he wasn't born in a mental mental institution. No, he do- went. He just something happened. Something in his brain clicked. He stopped being able to sleep. The doctors wouldn't believe him, and then he, he just went, insane. went insane from it. And he got a little bit of a break from when he started crying and releasing the emotions, which let him sleep. But then he lost that, and immediately, like anytime he thought he was asleep. Because he thought he was sleeping regular hours. Yeah. He thought he'd be sleeping like eight, nine hours a night. After but that was when he'd become yeah. Tyler. Exactly. Yeah. And early on in the film, before we see, we meet Tyler for the first time, you see, if you're paying attention, there's little flashes. Yeah. And it's Tyler. Yeah. It, it's like his brain is already kind of putting the image out, but it's not fully formed yet. It's not materialized. It's not materialized into an actual person, mm-hmm. or at least to what he thinks is an actual person. Yeah, which is a really weird, kind of creepy idea. Is I mean I don't know if that's how it works in reality. If you're a yeah. schizoid, but I don't know uh, about that either. But it's still like subliminal messaging. It's very in the yeah, movie. yeah, very subliminal. I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. Oh, I did. I was like, oh, Tyler. Yeah. And it kind of, like it almost kind of shows like it wasn't really meant to be a major twist. I think the filmmakers were no, like No, because they allude to it throughout the movie. If you're really paying attention, it's like it's very obvious. Yeah, if you yeah, 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 because like a lot of the times the girls like who are you talking to? Uh like she yeah. really gives it away. She's like, "Who?" Like there's a lot of moments where she's like when he's talking to Tyler and he's, she's like, "What the fuck is happening here?" There's mm-hmm. uh there's that moment where uh, the narrator gets gets his face bashed in by that one guy during a, yeah. a fight club session, and uh, yeah. he's uh, getting stitches in his face, and while he's doing the narration, he's like, Tyler sometimes speaks for me, and, Ty- and Brad Pitt says, I felt he fell down some stairs, and then Edward Norton says, I fell down some stairs. So basically, it's like, yeah. that's a moment, I think, right there. Mm-hmm. That kind of shows. Yeah, yeah. If you're just like, wait, what? Why would he have to repeat it? Exactly. Speaking for him. So there's, yeah, lots of little subtle and not so subtle hints that uh, that's what the yeah. twist is. And anytime like Tyler's talking, for some reason uh, he's not. And right. He's kind of like in the background he's watching. He's just standing. He thinks yeah. that he's watching another person. It's so crazy. That means basically that whole time he's doing like an out of body experience because there's moments when like 
he's having sex with that woman in a completely different room. But then he says it like I could have gone to another floor. So I couldn't hear it, but I didn't. No, it's because you couldn't because you were the one doing it. Exactly, yeah. But you're somehow projecting yourself in the living room. You're still out of the room. It's so fucked up and weird. And there's moments where he wakes up and like then he goes and he... (laughs) It's a funny scene when he does like peek in and he gets caught by Tyler himself basically and she's like fucking coming still and like falls off the bed he's wearing like a rubber glove for some reason yeah and and she's and she's like just like she has her like legs up the like in the air and then she like falls off the. who are you talking to he's like shut up that's (laughs) one of those times yeah shut up (laughs) (laughs) women are not very well represented in this film no they're barely in like other than her this is the movie about like men. This, yeah. But like he'd never, they never kill anybody or hurt anybody. Not in the movie. Apparently in the book, Tyler. Yeah, this is based on a book. Apparently in the book, Tyler does murder somebody. Oh. I haven't I, read the book. I like it better with the, like it's like he's like I'm not trying to like kill or hurt people. I'm just he's doing anarchy without hurting anybody. Yeah, he's just trying to you know it's vent all of their generation's frustrations. Yeah, and it's God, poor Jared Leto. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about the cast in a moment. But yeah, this movie basically uh it amounts the the plan of Project Mayhem is that they want to like blow up all these different like credit card or credit buildings or whatever, credit unions. Mm-hmm. Uh and they want to set their goal is to set credit everyone's credit rating back to zero even though that's not what would happen at least it couldn't happen nowadays because there's no way they just have it in one server right they'd have backups offsite all and they might even have it back then but i mean it's potentially i don't know i don't know it would just it would cause a lot of chaos it would just from the fact that like 15 buildings blew up in a major city or cities all across the country that's like almost like a 9-11 type event yeah, anyway. all over the country. All that, but yeah. somehow they like, avoid killing anybody. I doubt that they would. because they control the cleaning crews. And but then, like, you control the. What happened about cleaning crews that have women on it? <laughs> well, you could probably just tell them to like, oh, take the night off, honey. <laughs> yeah, take the night off, or like, you have so, the person who's in charge of the schedule, and they just make it so the women aren't working that night. Yeah, and so uh, the narrator decides that uh, he wants to stop this plan mm-hmm. um but he runs into all sorts of obstacles because he, he controls has, everybody he has been going around as Tyler as I guess Brad Pitt uh setting up like or getting one step ahead of the narrator uh-huh. so he can't undo everything yeah he calls the the buildings trying to warn the security and they're like it's okay sir Everything's, Everything's in tip shape. He's like, tip tap shape. What? <laughs> he's like, I control you too. Fuck! And then like, <laughs> he but even, he doesn't control them in a way. Yeah. They don't listen to him. Yeah, they won't stop because they, like they're like, he's like, you said you would do this, so we have to do this. We have to cut your balls off now. Yeah, he goes to the police and tries to tell them, and they're like the head detective because he never gets the leaders. Exactly. Yeah. Because they ruled over the old system. And the detective right. kind of is like believing this, and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna go investigate, start investigating this." And the other three lowly op- detectives are yeah. like, 
You clever bastard, sir. It's an honor to meet you. We think what you're doing is very brave, sir. But now we have to cut your balls off. Cause <laughs> but that's if anybody talking. gets in the way of Project Mayhem, we gotta have his balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they almost castrate him. But he, uh, he, t- he gets one of their guns, and he frantically... Is running around the city in his underwear. He looks like a crazy man. He literally looks like a crazy man. He says he's running so hard that his body's just pumping battery acid. And he runs which I more. think is it's a lot of really great like quotes in this film, I think. Yeah. Um and uh finally he confronts Tyler Durden for the last time. Tyler Durden beats the shit out of him. Which is a terrifying with- moment. It is actually because he's like a he becomes like a monster because he like because yeah, he stops he goes, speaking and just yeah goes dirty goes crazy or Brad Pitt goes crazy in the the, the and last then it keeps moments. flashing to like the the camera and it like almost looks like a ghost is beating him yeah death. yeah like some sort of poltergeist or something because he's they, he's so good at controlling it like make, like like sometimes look like when he's getting dragged so like advanced. how do you do that his psychosis is so advanced yeah. <laughs> He throws himself down the stairs. And he's just broken down after that. And that's when we leave. He beats the fuck out of himself this whole movie. That's kind of where the that's where the movie opens too, with uh, a gun. Yeah, it it opens with the ending. Yeah, Uh, with uh, Brad Pitt holding a gun in uh, the narrator's mouth, and uh, the narrator realizes that he does have all the power. Yeah, yeah, that's when I like that scene when he's like looking at me. He's like, "Wait a second, you're not holding the gun. I have the gun. I'm holding the gun." And then <laughs> Brad Pitt's like, "Whoopty fucking do." He's like, "Oh, well, it doesn't change anything." And, but then he fucking puts a gun right in his mouth, puts the gun right back in his mouth, and fucking shoots himself in the face. And it goes, but like it goes through his cheek. Yeah, it just goes through his cheek. And but like fucks him up. Completely fucks his face up. But kills Tyler Durden, kills Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt is like, do you smell something? And he's like, what's that smell? And smoke coming out, smoke rings coming out of his mouth. And then he falls, and his whole bag of his head is blown gone. Out. Yeah, it's great. It's but a then, very violent movie. It is, and like it's so weird how fucked up he is from the gunshot. Like I get it, but it yeah. just like it looks like it's, it like the it's it super makes, like, exaggerated. Jaw go like a little bit, and it makes his like, like shoulder go like, like oh. and blood just starts. It almost, feels like, it almost seems like there's a hole like coming out of his throat or something. Yeah, like he's got to plug it to talk. He even says, "Fight some gauze." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "They're like, you okay? I fight, I fight." <laughs> it's so funny. Just a flesh wound. And they kidnapped. Uh, his girlfriend. Yeah, he immediately like he flags out a bus, which yeah, he's trying to get can, her out of the city. You immediately can see like, oh, that he controls the bus driver, and then as soon as she gets in the bus, the bus is just filled with his men. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, he didn't even think of that. And then like, like and then, yeah, because that like, same you bus li- you literally up. see them just grab her. Yeah, and like they would have grabbed them in front like, of uh, a bunch of people, <laughs> but like no, she, they were the whole on it. All, everyone on the bus is him or all his Project Man. And it's just, and he just every. I love the scene when they he tries to like before that, and they go to the restaurant, and the guy comes up like everything is on the house, uh, and like, oh. he's like what's going on? <laughs> she's like, just, why is everything free? <laughs> yeah, like why? Like everywhere we go, you just like sit down. You're making like a scene, and no one's caring. 
men just come up to you and they're like, sir. <laughs> like sir. everywhere. Everywhere. Like, what the fuck? Everywhere but nowhere. You're like, what the fuck? How are all the men part of it, but none of the men are part of it? (laughs) Who you are in Fight Club is not who you are in the rest of the world. But then it kind of becomes like, but once they notice him and the cult grows, it's like, he, it's like, yeah, it's, he's not who he is in Fight Club. He's always who he is at Fight Club now. He's the leader. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. And when like he says like, when he's making fun of guys that work out, and he's like those pathetic. Oh guys. yeah! And then it flashes. Immediately. It, no, he's like, is that what a man really looks like? And then it immediately, and then they're like, no. And then immediately flashes the Brad Pitt, just blurp, just like yeah, looking like fight. the guys in the ad, more ripped than the guys in the ad. You know, you want to know the funny thing about that scene? You know that the guy who like bumps into them when they're they're on the bus. Yeah. He's like, Excuse me. That's the guy who Brad Pitt is fighting in that next scene. Oh, mm-hmm. that usually, that happens a lot in that movie. Like they'll have like a call, confrontation with someone, or just even see some guy, or and then cut they're fighting to somebody. The next scene. And yeah, you'll see them fighting the next scene. Yeah, like poor Jared Leto. <laughs> we'll get to him in just a second. Poor Jared Leto. Poor Jared Leto. Uh, but yeah, and then it end. Yeah, the film ends with uh, all the buildings exploding. <laughs> Them just standing there holding hands. And, uh, yeah, the narrator being like... And him going like, it's going to be a lot better now. You met me at a very strange time in my life. And then just... <laughs> and then you get that pixie song. Yeah. With your feet on the ground. Aren't we beautiful singers, everybody? Leave down in the comments. No. Yes. But... All right. That's the movie. I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a decent way of summarizing it. We'll talk way more about specific scenes as we go along. Yeah, we already talked about some, like, some of our favorites. We could talk a little bit about more. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, sort of a cast and crew. Well, mainly, uh, I'll start with the director. Uh, this film is directed by... David Fincher, who is uh, who's one of my uh, who's one of my favorite filmmakers. I haven't really I haven't really mentioned him on this show uh, yet. Um, and what other I, movies has he made? Oh wow, he's made uh, the movie he made before this was Seven, Ugh. which you you haven't even watched that, but you read I read the Wikipedia. read the Wikipedia blah blah blah. blah. And sad and Sterling, no like. Boo, stupid but ass. But we'll watch movie. it on this podcast. He's I never actually not. watched it. I will not pay attention to it. Right. Uh, <laughs> the mo- And weirdly enough, his first feature film was uh, Alien 3, <laughs> which he has completely disowned. He does not like talking about it. He had a horrible experience making it. I haven't watched it. It was like a third one by then would be completely controlled by the studio. Oh, yeah. And that movie was, apparently the, the production of that movie was a disaster. I haven't seen it. I Surprise. actually, I own it because I own all of the, I, I got this box set of all the Alien films. Nice. Um, I've seen most of the Alien movies except for that one. I've seen the first one. You've seen the first one? Mm-hmm. I wanted to show that movie to you one day. 
Well, I can show you Aliens. Aliens is a good movie. You might even like that better than Alien because it's not as much of a horror movie. It's an action film. Everyone's seen Aliens because it was on AMC constantly. Have you seen Aliens? No, I mean the first, whatever, the first Alien? Alien, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Alien's one of my favorite movies. But we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about Brad Pitt's abs. <laughs> yeah, we will in just a moment. Uh, yeah, he also, he's directed one of my other favorite films, uh, Zodiac, uh, which, again, another serial killer film. But I think I think it's superior to Seven. Uh, and it's actually based off of... Uh, it's based Is off that the one with Morgan Freeman? That's Seven. Seven is... But doesn't Zodiac also have Morgan Freeman? No. I'm just dare I. It's got <laughs> Drew Barrymore. Nope. Jake Gyllenhaal, our favorite, <laughs> or one of our favorites. Um, it's based off of the real, uh, the real case of the the Zodiac killer. Probably that might be my favorite film of Fincher's. We will definitely be watching that someday. Ugh. Uh, God, that is that, that's it's a great film. <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, he also directed Gone Girl. Ugh. I l- oh man, I he love. Just Gone only Girl. makes shit I don't like. Ah, uh, the bup. He also made a uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which I know you okay. like. I like that one. I don't love and it. And that's one but of I the mo- like and that's one of the movies I think uh, yeah, not of one of my you favorites. Because like guess ever guess what everyone. Female lead. No, no, not at all. Um, I just think um, that was just, uh, it was just like, it was really well made. But it had a female lead. <laughs> Whatever. We're Have not... you seen the original of it? No. And I the haven't read the book. Well, that's like... I tried to read the book, and it was like page 75, and I'm like, We've been on this boat for a while. <laughs> Starts on a boat, and it's like the first hundred pages. You're just on this fucking boat. For the f- it's it's been ten <laughs> minutes in this universe. And you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> but yeah, and he's uh, let's see, he directed that movie Panic Room. I've seen that, which is okay. With uh, it also has Jared future Lito in it. lesbian and future lesbian. Wait, Jodie oh, no. Foster? Yeah, isn't she a lesbian? She is, and she might have been at the time, but no. she hadn't come out yet. Oh, true, 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 true. But, yeah, th- that movie's okay. He also directed uh, that mo- another movie with Brad Pitt called The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which is that movie where... What the he- fuck? How do you make serial killer movies and then that dumbass movie? <laughs> where he ages backwards. Uh, movie, I've never seen it, but it's hey, always just looked a, like dumb as shit. He has a diverse career. And in his most recent film... He must like Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's worked with Brad Pitt a lot. Um, why wouldn't you want to, though? He's one of, yeah. he's one of the best Brad Pitt seems actors. like a chill-ass dude. Yeah. Uh, he also directed his most recent film, uh, Mank, which is a movie I referenced... Uh, on our Citizen Kane episode. I don't remember it. Mank. It's the movie about the guy who wrote Citizen Kane. Oh. Yeah, we we'll, we might watch that movie one day, too, because I really like that movie a lot. Um, it was, It's actually really interesting. It was written by uh, F- David Fincher's father. 
based off of an old screenplay that his father written. Why is it called Mank? Because the writer's name was Herman Mankiewicz, and his nickname was Mank. Ha. I'd be like, I want that nickname changed now. Mank. Hey, Mank. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Disgusting. Uh, and he also... Uh, Jesus Christ. He also produced and uh, became basically like the head showrunner of one of my favorite shows that he basically just gave up on and just let get canceled, uh, Mindhunter, which is a serial killer show. It's based off of a, a book written by a real uh, criminal profiler, and I actually listened to the audiobook for that recently. And I'm horribly disappointed that we'll never, we probably won't be getting a season three of it. He was just like, I, I want to work on films. It's like, then why did you fucking take on a TV show then? Ugh. Yeah, make it great. And now we'll never get, we'll never get a season three, unless they get a, a new director for it. I don't want that. They'll get uh, <laughs> Michael Bay. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Nobody oh. wants to work with Michael Bay, though. Everyone loves working with Michael Bay. Michael Bay is America. Megan Fox called him Hitler. Well, Megan Fox is a dumb cunt. Yeah, I'm not going to say yes or no to that. God, it's just so PC on this podcast, everybody. You just said I don't like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo because it had a female lead in it. Now I'm all of a sudden too PC. Oh, so that wasn't fake news, and you actually <laughs> didn't like it because it had a female lead, which makes you not PC. Everyone, that just came out of Lee's mouth. Lee admitted that he doesn't like Dragon Tattoo because it's got a female lead. Well, everybody, no. leave down in the comments below how disappointed you are in Lee. Yeah, well, that's pretty much everybody I meet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Try to get out of this with your shenanigans and just be like, oh, they'll forget that I'm sexist if I'm sad. <laughs> Terrible. You can go lynch somebody and be like, oh, what? I was just upset that day. The crowd did it. <laughs> it was all them. I just watched and clapped and laughed. And then I cried. <laughs> feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad. I should have said, hey, no, don't do it. He didn't actually step on my shoe. Okay, well. <laughs> Rant over. Uh, let's, uh, I guess we can talk a little bit about the, the cast. Uh, let's, let's talk about the star of the film, Mr. Uh, Edward Norton. Plays the the narrator, mm-hmm. who's also, I guess, in the script he's referred to as Jack, because he finds those weird papers or articles that were written in the first person, yeah, by a man named Jack's like body parts. But it was actually probably written by him. Maybe. And I'm just trying to think, like... I am Jack's Magdula I like Oblongata. Edward Norton, but I couldn't tell you what my favorite Edward Norton role is. This might be my favorite. I can't remember what movies he's in. I know he's definitely faded in recent years, but... A little bit. It's kind of sad. I know he was good, but I, I don't remember what he he's, was in. Yeah, he's a great actor. Well, American History X. Yes. He did that before this, the year before this. 
no actor would be brave enough to take that on now. Yeah, he, he, that I mean that's what makes him. That's what makes me kind of respect Edward Norton is that he he was a really kind of brave and bold actor who would take kind of more challenging roles American like History that. X was crazy. Yeah, if you movie, haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah, that that's a that's a very powerful film. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a movie that unfortunately you probably couldn't make today, but probably should be made. Yes. Um. Yeah, go watch that movie. Um, and uh, he, you know, he had done a couple movies before this. He'd been nominated for an Oscar actually, or a couple times, mm. twice. Once for I think one for American History X. Definitely, he deserved the Oscar for that one. He kind of did. Yeah. It's disappointing that he didn't. That's this goes to show the Oscars are bullshit. Yeah, they are. Because I guarantee, like, the movie that won probably sucked. Or the actor who won probably. Yeah. Nobody even remembers what movie. Yeah. People remember History American. You don't. You see American History X, it's like Fight Club. You don't forget it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is. The, yeah, they're very, both of them, weirdly powerful movies. Well, not American History X. It's not weird. No, but it's powerful. Yes. But this one, yeah. It makes this movie makes a pretty big impact. Uh, and I re- I really like Edward Norton in this movie. Yeah, he is good quite a bit. Uh, he's he's really funny in this, but like in a like he's very dry. Yeah, the movie's funny, but it's like it's also really it's also very cringy, messed up. It's cringy at a lot of points. I don't know why you were cringing. Because there be moment I don't like moments where like someone like. Obviously, makes someone else uncomfortable, or embarrasses themselves. Yeah, but they do it. It's a purpose. little bit of that. So they're like oblivious to the embarrassment, but everyone around them knows. Like the scene when he like shows his bloody gums. It's so cringe. I like that. It's cringe as fuck. Because at that point, it's like he's he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. That's right when they start. They start the Fight Club. I think. It had been a little bit, yeah. It had been on the. And tip it made of, him feel so good to be like that. Yeah, cause that guy was all like, "Yeah, this guy's my man right here." He's like, "Don't call me your man." And he's like, Ugh. "Spit blood at you." Just cringe. I like it. Uh, one of the good, better. Uh, one also one of my favorite scenes is the blackmailing of the boss. Oh yeah, when he uh, <laughs> pretends to get beat up. He. Fights himself again. More foreshadowing for uh, the twist. Yeah, like, it's just like he 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 tries to blackmail him, and it doesn't go well. And the guy's like, call is like, all right, I'm gonna like, call security. You, who the fuck do you think you are, you crazy little shit? <laughs> and then he just punches himself, and he's like, why'd you do that? And the boss is like, what? <laughs> he's just like, he doesn't know what to do. And then he throws himself on a glass, like a... Uh, on a table. Uh, yeah, a table. On a coffee and, table. And the guy's just standing there in shock, like, what the... And he's just like, why are you doing this to me, Edward Norton? And he's just, like, punching himself, like, full on. like <laughs> Breaking his own life, nose. Like, there's, it's been proven that it's really hard. You can, but it's really hard for you to punch yourself with full strength. And he was just wailing on himself full strength. And then he's just like, no, 
No, please he, don't. He, he hurls himself into a bookcase. Yeah, a glass bookcase. Yeah. Cru- then crawls through the glass horribly. Oh, yeah, he's got glass oh, all God. stuck in his arm That would hurt shit. so fucking bad. This movie is so and violent. And he crawls up to him, and he's like, so about that, you just... Uh, so he, about- he's like, you just give me what I want, and you will never see me again. <laughs> and then right then, the security busts in, and he's just like... Oh, please don't hit me again. Please don't hit me again. And then he probably takes over those security guards. <laughs> probably. <laughs> he just walks out with a shopping cart of and he's like, now fax the f- machines. And he's like, and now we have corporate funding. We have corporate funding. sponsorship. Yeah. Because they had just lost like the rights to that bar for free because the owner had come. Well, but- then they are able to use that that venue after. Yeah, they probably start paying him. Well, we'll get to that, that one scene, though. Where the owner comes in. Yeah, but I don't think the guy, I think he's like, you're going to start paying. Uh, because right after that, that's when they get the corporate sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they could probably pay to be there. They probably eventually stop because he becomes a global terrorist. But <laughs> probably even, even the Al-Qaeda is probably like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Why are our agents turning into him? Like these hardcore Muslims all of a sudden being like, yeah, let's fight. <laughs> like, let's fight. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, Taliban falls because of Fight Club. That would be that would be good. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, Edward Norton went through a kind of a major like kind of body transformation because he he bulked up for American History X. If you watch yeah. that movie; he's super like buff. Because he's supposed to be like the head alpha Nazi gang guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's super like. Especially like during the flashback scenes in those in that movie. Yeah, and you gotta be buff in uh, super prison. Super ripped. Yeah, be strong in prison. And in this movie, he's very thin. Yeah, that's what's supposed to make it even even like crazier that these men like worship him as the top alpha because he's so unassuming at first. Yeah, he's, he's a, this little he's scrawny fuck. But then he just beats the fuck out of guys that are way bigger than him because he doesn't give up. And the the way that uh, Edward Norton went about it was that he uh he just stopped eating for a little bit and stopped sleeping as much <laughs> so he just lost a bunch of weight and he, he started going insane and he said he was uh he's just like letting himself kind of waste away while Brad Pitt was going to tanning salons and working out and eating nice meals trying to look sexy as getting fucking sexy alpha. as fuck he got hella sexy for this movie yeah so yeah well i guess we'll uh We'll move on to Brad Pitt. Uh, A little-known actor. Of course. First film. (laughs) No. Actually, no. He'd done... uh, Of course, he did seven before this. Uh, First of his many collaborations with David Fincher. Disappointing. No. Uh, He did Thelma and Louise a few years before this. Yeah, it was a small role in that. And he also had a small role in the movie True Romance, which is a movie written by Quentin Tarantino. Not directed by Tarantino, but written by him. Plays a pretty fun part in that movie. Plays a stoner. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? Are you just thinking about what that movie is? Yeah. Which movie is that? True Romance is uh, a movie about uh, a guy who meets this prostitute. And he falls in love with her, 
and they steal, I think they steal money from, like, this drug dealer, and the mob goes after them. You, yeah, you probably... Kind of remember. It's Christian Slater. Christopher Walken's in it. It has a famous scene with him talking to... I've never seen it, but I do remember now. I was confusing it with something else. Okay, we'll watch that movie one day, because I actually really like that movie. Uh, but, yeah, Brad Pitt is in it for a few scenes. <laughs> Plays a funny stoner character. He's even a stoner back then. Yep. Yeah, I bet he's yeah he's probably smoked weed most of his life. I'd say. I, I mean, we all know his best and my favorite role of him is in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, really? <laughs> you don't like Mr. and Mr. Smith? No. The movie's good. No, it's not. And they end up together in the end. It's, it's cute. It's annoying. It movie, starts off like this where they're all like start an, all sad and then it starts the all like was annoying. Lee just hates anything that ends happy. No. <laughs> no. But no. I don't know what I would say my be- my favorite Brad Pitt role would be. It wasn't Quentin Cantacunta's movie. Inglorious Bastards or Once Upon a Time Once in upon Hollywood. Once Upon a Time because Inglorious Bastards is too graphic. You wouldn't like that. What are you talking about? I love Inglorious Bastards. No, you, you haven't even seen it. Uh, no, I'm the one who saw it, and you didn't see it. I'm the one who showed you Fight Club. Wait, what? <laughs> all of a sudden, you're this, like, this is my like, Fight I Club. I like the other sister. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Fight Club moment. All of a sudden, you notice like you're just doing a solo podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not even recording. Yeah, you're just talking to a comb <laughs> alone in your room. You're still at that apartment with your dad. <laughs> it's still, you're 18. It's still 2010. You got a text from me. We're coming over. You're like, what? <laughs> Did I just have like a flash forward? <laughs> like 20 years in the future? What? I got to start working out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Dad, I'm going to school. <laughs> It's also, the most like night. productive Lee in the world comes out of nowhere. I become a multi-millionaire <laughs> entrepreneur because I worked so hard. He invests heavily into Pokemon cards. <laughs> oh yeah, I would know the future. You'd have to invest heavily in Pokemon cards and Snapchat and Instagram. Wow. And Huawei. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. And Bitcoin. That's what you heavily invest in. Uh, yeah, crypto. You buy it insanely when it's like a penny. <laughs> you buy billions of dollars worth of it when it's a penny. Oh, God, yeah. And then all of a sudden when it gets like up to like now, like at its peak where it was like worth like $89,000 for one, you just like go, I guess what? I'm a trillionaire. Jeff Bezos? <laughs> I'm three of him. And then you crash the market because you're just too rich. <laughs> The American way. Hoorah, boy. But yeah, Brad Pitt's character in this movie he's, is insane. He's, yeah. He, uh, he's like just this, he's only, he's almost kind of like the Joker in a way. Yeah. Because he's just like this, this character who kind of comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You don't really know his backstory. He kind of gives like a vague sort of history of like, what his relationship with his dad was. Makes but soap out of fat people. He makes soap out of human fat that he steals from liposuction clinics. Which is disgusting. 
but it's supposedly that's, the best soap ever. That scene's hilarious when they're they're stealing all the <laughs> all the fat, and then one of the bags gets caught on the. And it wire. makes sense why uh, Tyler Dern couldn't help because Jim Norton was doing or not Jim, uh, Edward Norton was doing that by himself. Ex- oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which is just yeah, it's all the things that he's doing by himself. You're just like what. When you realize that that's the twist. Yeah, it really is. Because you're just like, what the fuck? How did anything in this... How did he get anything done? How did he do all this shit? Yeah. And how did everybody just kind of go, oh, I guess he talks to himself. Yeah, how is everyone... Why did everyone follow... It's... I mean, I think this movie is... He also gains, like, insanely... Like, insane athletic abilities once he becomes... When he goes into the Tyler When he becomes Tyler... He's an excellent fighter when he's Tyler. Not even an excellent fighter. Yeah, no, because Tyler loses too. But that's what makes him them like about it, because even when he loses, no, he doesn't care. He likes getting beat up. That's the he whole does. point. Like, he gets his like, head bashed in by that black guy once. Oh, well, yeah, it's the narrator, not Tyler. Yeah, yeah, but it's all... Well, I guess it's all Tyler. Which makes it crazier. But we're talking about Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt doesn't exist. But yeah, the cra- maybe the craziest scene with Brad Pitt is when the owner of the the bar that they're fighting in, mm-hmm. in the basement of the owner of the bar comes in, Lou, who's this short little Italian like mobster guy with who, one I'm, guard. I'm fucking Lou, and he's got one bodyguard with a one pistol. It's like yeah, and he's all and the guy and like the guy looks like a pussy too, even though he's like this kind of big guy. Yeah, because he's like, there's like 30 guys in here. I think I could shoot like two of them. Yeah, he's like when, <laughs> when, uh, okay, so Brad Pitt, so Lou wants everybody to leave because it's like, what are, you, what are you weirdos doing in the basement of my bar? Yeah. Um, And Brad Pitt's like, no, we like it here. We don't want to leave. Um, And so Lou... Starts beating the shit out of Brad Pitt to get him to leave. And Brad Pitt just starts fucking with him. Yeah, he's like, huh, I didn't feel that one. Or, no, he's like, he's like, oh, you, you get my point? He's like, oh, yeah, I got it. No, oh, shit, I lost it. <laughs> yeah. He keeps saying snarky shit like that mm-hmm. to egg him on. And then he starts, you know, he starts when he gets. The sh- really getting the shit kicked out of him. That's when the group starts stepping forward. And that's when he starts laughing. Yeah. Laughing in Lou's face. And it even makes the crowd stop. And everyone's just like fucking freaked out. Like, he's like, ah, ha, 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 He's laughing like an insane person. Because his face is covered. He's pouring blood. And then Lou kind of turns his back for a second and he gets tackled by Tyler. Yeah, who doesn't it just like flips him over like a zombie. And he starts like spitting blood all over him. He's like, you don't know where I've been. Ah." And the bodyguard's trying to rip him off. (laughs) He's like, please let us stay here, Lou. (laughs) And then Lou runs for his life. He's like, Luke, you bastard. And that's when he sends everybody on their homework assignments. Mm -hmm. Pick a fight with a complete stranger. And to lose. Yep. And he's like, it's a much harder uh, thing to do, a thing to accomplish than you would think, because most people try to avoid conflict no matter what. 
Mm-hmm. So even if you try to pick a fight, a lot of people just keep walking or something. Like the guy, the class, the funny example is the guy with the hose. The mechanic, yeah. yeah. He keeps like he he squirts anyone that walks past him, and most <laughs> people just go like, "Hey, man," and just keep walking, even if he does it a bunch. But they just he, run away from him, and he does it to a priest who does the classical response at first and tries to run like kind of get away, but then he starts like getting angrier. And he yeah. punches him once, and he's like, "Oh God, I'm sorry!" And he tries to run, away. but then the guy doesn't like he doesn't like hit him back, and just keeps squirting with water. So he's just, so he's actually hitting him, and then he probably wins that fight, which makes him feel good because he was supposed to lose the the bigger guy. Yeah. And then you get then you see him doing a fucking then you see Sherlock next, Holmes no shirt fucking sweaty fight next scene yeah pit fight he's in a, he's in Fight Club he's giving up the cloth yep and I think that dude who. Uh, like was spraying him. I think he became like his best friend. Yeah, he becomes a big part in the movie. That guy. He's one of the he- like bigger uh, lun- henchmen. He would have. Al- he would eventually also. That actor would eventually become one of the leads on uh, Mindhunter. It's a good scene when he's just like, I get it now. We'll, we'll get to that scene in just a second when we talk about Bob. I mean, we. I guess we can talk about right now. Because he's a major character. Bob bitch tits. Bob who has bitch tits. Uh, he's played by a rock star, former rock star. Actually, he was. A, I think the he was tits. A, still a current rock star. Really? No, the tits were famous. Oh, the tits famous. were fake. The tits were fake. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. The his name. Get ready for this. His name is Meatloaf. Oh, Meatloaf. That was Meatloaf? You know who Meatloaf is? I've always heard of him, but that was Meatloaf? That's Meatloaf. Yeah. That's random as fuck. Meatloaf plays Bob who has bitch tits. <laughs> and talks like this because he's lost all his testosterone. But then gains it back through fighting, but doesn't lose his tits. No. They could have he... taken away his tits. Yeah, I, I don't know. His defining characteristic. Well, he doesn't remember. He had his balls removed. Yeah, but all of a sudden he starts feeling cancer. like a man and is like probably like somehow supplementing the testosterone. And you could get testosterone treatment. Like I don't understand why those men. Well, me is the late nineties, and remember he also was broke because he was uh like he he was at, like uh, he had like this program or something. He said I don't remember. He said he was like it was like this weird like thing that he was hawking that like he. Like, people found out, like, oh, it was something that you use on horses or some shit. And he lost all of his money. And he got divorced. His kids won't talk to him. He yeah, got cancer. Tits. He got testicular cancer. He had to oh, get his balls tits. removed. And, yes, he developed bitch tits because of that. <laughs> he lived, He's a very sad character, but also kind of funny. And he gets happier because he finds a purpose like the rest of the men. He joins Fight Club. He's but the only <laughs> he's the only member of Fight Club who's allowed to wear a shirt when he fights. Yeah, it's because he's got bitch, big, big bitch tits. We don't, no one wants to see those big man tits. It looks probably disgusting. Flopping. Yeah, and weird and creepy. And just, <laughs> even Tyler's were like, "All right, that fucks me yeah. up. I don't want to see that That's shit." That's one of the rules of Fight Club. I might be at the personification of insanity, but even I'm like, "The fuck." Even like you can wear a shirt. I don't want to see those tits. And like, all right, so now I can talk about. 
Like he gets his brain blown out. Yeah, during and like Edward Norton at this point is being Edward Norton, Jack. So he's just like, "What are you guys all talking about?" Because they're all like, "We gotta get rid of the body and for Project Man." We gotta get rid of the evidence. And he's like, "This isn't evidence. This is a human being. This is a man who's dead now because of you and all of us." His his name name was was Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson. And then, like, the one guy, like, the guy with the hose is like, I get it. When someone from Project Mayhem dies, they, they get, have a name. They have a name. Because they're not supposed to have a name. Yeah, when you're a part of Project Mayhem, you're you just have no Project name. Mayhem. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then he's like, when you die, though, for the project, you get your name back. His name was Robert Paulson. His name was Robert pa- Paulson. His name was, was Robert Paulson. Paulson. His, His name, name was Robert, Robert Paulson. Paulson. Stop it. Stop it, you fools. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. And then they just fucking start chanting and screaming. It becomes real culture. And he's just like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you see his brains leaking out of him. I know, and he really pulls back the like hood, and his back of his head just completely gone. It's a very like, violent film. Guess they didn't turn that cop. Nope. Or is a security guard? No, it was a cop. You sure? Oh yeah, yeah it was. Like, yeah, fucking was... pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, that's Bob who has bitch tits. Brain blown out. All right. I guess uh, now we could talk about uh, the one and only like female lead in this film. Jared Leto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll get to him in a moment. Uh, Marla, Marla Singer, who was played by Helena Bonham Carter, British actress, who is uh, most known for, uh, you would probably m- mostly know her as uh, Bellatrix. Bellatrix Lestrange from the Harry Potter film. But I'd also know her from Sweeney and Todd. Sweeney Todd, yeah. She worked with Tim Burton. Yeah, she worked with Tim Burton. She worked with Tim Burton for a while. She was married to him. They're no longer married. And when they were married, he was she was in every single one of his movies. Yes. She's in um uh isn't she also in uh that uh other Johnny Depp movie where it's like the remake of that 70s Oh yeah, movie? Dark Shadows. That was shit. It was a garbage movie. It was yep. a dog shit movie. Awful. My mom hated it cuz it wasn't anything like the show. Yeah, my dad hated it also because the show's like, like the fun show. and campy, and the movie was like slightly weird and dark. But That's also stupid. trying to be campy. But yeah, he's like, ha ha ha, hippies, and then murder. Yeah, it just it didn't. No, it didn't jive. Like, he, my mom was like, he didn't do that in the show. <laughs> he didn't just murder camps of hippies. Oh yeah, whatever. That was a another sad rant. But she's I like Helena Bonham. Yeah, Carter. I do too. I love her. She's a good actress. She's really she's good in this film. She's really good in Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, she's got a pretty good American accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally, uh, classic looking 90s lady. Very goth. Grungy. Super goth. Super grunge. Very pale. <laughs> you could tell, I could tell, like, Tim Burton's like, mm. But she liked the fuck. Yes. Uh, well, that's what she needed, I guess. And there was good old CGI fucking. There's this movie had a lot of random, lot weird, of, yeah. terrible CGI. Well, 90s. 
oh, when it's a my movie and it's in the 90s, it's terrible garbage. I could totally tell that's fake. But when you, it's like, oh, well, you, come on, man. It's 1999. I got to get my movie some break. Like, <laughs> I just love that. All right, cool. <laughs> Typical hypocritical Lee. Lee can't escape being a human either. No, I can't. Even if he is a robot for movies? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you know that the the original choice for Marla was going to be... Halle Berry? Reese Witherspoon. Uh. Which I think at a certain point everybody was like, nah, she's too young. Too young and too uh, goody two-shoes. Yeah. I don't think she could have pulled the role off. No. At least not back then. Unless it would have been a different role. But then it's like, but it, no, it would no that that the character is needs to be the way she is. Yeah, Reese film. Witherspoon is good in making a book club <laughs> and uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Legally blonde. Legally blonde, obviously one and two, and Pleasantville. Uh, yes, and. The movie where she's in a coma and she's a ghost and the Hulk is there. <laughs> the guy, Mark Ruffalo. I don't and he's living in her apartment while she's in like a coma, what? but she becomes like a ghost and like, yeah. I haven't seen that. I'll show you one day. It's a good movie. Oh, great. Great. And then Napoleon Dynamite's in it. Oh, when he actually had a career. <laughs> it was shortly after that movie, so it was like he was start, he was still in things. They were putting him in things. They were putting him in the, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually everyone realizes, like, ah, he sucks. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Marla Singer is a, she's, she's a fun character because just how, like, horribly depressed she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tries to kill herself in one scene. Brad Pitt comes to her apartment to rescue her randomly. Uh, that's a funny scene when he's like getting getting her out of the apartment and yeah. all the EMTs are coming to because like she called save the, her. Like, someone called the cops. Probably her. Yeah. And the paramedic's like, you have a right, you, you <laughs> need, you, you have, have a reason to live, don't die. And he, he's like, like dancing in front of her. He like pulls her into a corner. He's just yeah. like grooving. Like, mm, mm, mm. we're just waiting. Yeah, he just keeps pulling her, and she's just screaming. She's a terrible woman. She doesn't have to die. There's no use trying to save her. Yeah, she's she's great. She's great in this film. She is. Uh, and she's also the only sane one, which is weird. I know, right? Yeah. Because even when she hears about the organiza- organization, she's like, that's batshit crazy. It's like you, you do kind of feel bad for her. Yeah, because like she's Edward Norton's character is like, like yeah, when he's uh, Brad Pitt, he treats her that is fuck, and he treats her good though, because she I says know. he's all romantic, and that's how he wins her over. And then he becomes Edward Norton, and he doesn't realize that he's Tyler. Yeah, and he's just like, "What are you doing in my house?" And she's like, "I can't." And she's like, "You, you fuck realize you. how fucked up that is?" That's very because they just up. fucked all night long, and then all of a sudden he's like, "What are you doing here? Get out of here!" Yeah, are you following me, you crazy bitch? And she's like. You just fucked me for eight hours straight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really, yeah, it's a fucked up situation. The first time I watched this movie, though, I gotta say, I, I didn't really like Marla that much. I mm. thought she was annoying. Women? Maybe. Female I was 14 leads. when I watched it. 
So I was like, oh, so you just didn't like whining? You thought she was whiny or something? Yeah, just like he's getting in the way of Edward Norton doing his thing. <laughs> Brad Pitt, get out of here, you stupid girl. And then you realize, like, oh. He's like, oh, she's sad. <laughs> yeah, she's a sympathetic character because <laughs> Edward Norton's an insane man. He's the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is. He really is the villain. Yeah, he is. He blew, he's, he leads a global terrorist organization that's completely loyal to him out of insanity. Yep. Pure insanity. Burns people's hands so they reach nirvana. He burns his own hand. Yeah. But then thinks he's uh, like. But he thinks it's his uh, alter doing ego it doing it. It's so weird. Yeah, I want to see that movie, but without Brad Pitt and Edward Norton acting out both roles, just talking to himself. <laughs> like the, it does in the flashbacks a couple times when he's drinking the beer and he just drops yeah, the drops beer on the ground. It. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty fucked up. Watching that whole just that take movie Brad would be Pitt disturbing. Out of the, the whole film. It become way more disturbing. It would be, yeah. It would, it would be the scene where creepy. he's burning himself. He's like, "Please stop!" Oh! You are just being a weak man. <laughs> or just have nothing there, but he's still like, ah! "Yeah, yeah." That'd be, yeah. It would be kind of creepy. Just burn little vaginas on all their hands. <laughs> yeah, all the scars that get burned on people's hands. This looks like look little like vaginas. vaginas because it like burns into the hand and it makes all the skin bubble up. Around. This is, yeah, this is a very graphic, ugly, grungy movie. Yeah, like, now we're probably going to talk about him. I don't care what you say. Jared Leto. Okay, I'll talk about Jared Leto. When he gets his face bashed the fuck in. I don't like that when that happens in movies. People get I, the shit kicked out? <gasps> their face, but not if it ends before their face become mush piles. Because I just imagine what that feels like. It must be ter- terrible. It, does feel and the sound just a, this movie has great sound you're just hitting I'd like say. a it's you're eventually you're just hitting a pile of meat surprised he didn't die yeah i thought and he's just like i think they pull him like, off get him to the him. hospital they get him to a fucking hospital yeah even uh brad pitt is like what the fuck where'd you go psycho boy yeah yeah and he's just like i wanted to hurt something beautiful and i wanted to destroy something beautiful because he's and, jealous and then you realize he lives and he's all fucked up yeah, he completely fucks Jared Leto's face up. Like for the like unfixable, unless you get massive plastic. His teeth are all mangled. This is one of, uh, and this is also one of Jared Leto's first movies, I think. Yeah, and he and he's the only one who doesn't have to shave his head, which is funny and because he's the weird. pretty boy. There is some sort of, I, I think there is some sort of like homoerotic sort of vibe going on. Because yeah, the reason why Edward Norton hates him is because he thinks. Tyler likes him or something. Yeah, and that's why he fucking destroys his face. Which must have made Jerry Leto feel so weird because he would have felt like, oh, Tyler's, he's favoring me. He's liking me. Like, the boss likes me. And, and then, then all of a sudden he's smashing his face. Mm. Yeah. It's done. And they're all chanting at first, and then they, he's like, he's not stopping. <laughs> Usually it's, stop, it's not fun now. Yeah, I think they pull him off of him. No, they just, he kind of just stops. But they all kind of like... They get all right next to him. They're like, what are you doing? You're killing him. Yeah, like... <laughs> God. He should have died because he's so ugly now. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's a movie. And he, Jared Leto is also a weird cult leader, apparently. In real life. Oh, he creates his own cult. Apparently. Probably learned from this movie. 
Apparently, I don't know. He's also a terrible joker. He's gone insane. He was like, he had a lot of promise. You know, at this point, though... He needs to go back to 30 Seconds to Mars. At this point, when he was making Fight Club, he had already been in uh, 30 Seconds of Mars. They were already... Huge. ...making uh, platinum albums, yeah. it's It still blo- boggles my mind that Jared Leto is the lead singer of 30 Seconds to Mars. Yep. <laughs> like, one of the biggest and influential bands of the emo era. Yep. And mm-hmm. Jared Leto... Ah! Like... What? He's an Academy Award winning actor now. He won for <sighs> Dallas Buyers and the acting Club. is what made him weird. Probably, He wasn't yeah. that weird when he was just a singer. Yeah. When he started doing method acting, fucking method acting, at a point it's like, that's annoying. Well, that's what everybody thought on the set of Suicide Squad when he was sending used condoms and shit and to rats people. rats and shit. Will and Smith it did nothing. Like, I will beat you up. It was pointless because apparently he was only in the film for like 10 minutes. And all he did was like make a bunch of A-list actors hate him. Yep. Yeah, Will Smith was like I'll never work not, with having, him not having it, I guess. Yeah, I'd probably never work with him again. And what's her name? Margot Robbie, I think, was kind of just like, okay. I'm Marco Robbie. I'm just in things, every, all, everything now. Because I'm the it girl for now. And then Until get, I get too old. Isn't that a sad thing? <laughs> yep, because it doesn't happen to male actors. It doesn't happen to male actors. Nope. But it does, even in this modern society where we could try to fight it. Well, guess what? Well, we she's 36, more. no one's going to care. That's sad. It's very sad. She's <laughs> not in this movie, though, so we don't need to talk yeah, about fuck. Margot Robbie. Marco, bitchy. Uh, yeah. So Jared Leto, he's his character isn't named in the film, but apparently, uh, in the credits, his character's name is Angel Face. Gay. <laughs> it's supposed to be ironic, I guess, since his face gets fucked up. Cause he's just a pretty little pretty boy, bitch. Funny when he when he first tries to join uh, Project Mayhem and he's doing the thing where he stands on the porch, yeah, for three days. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That one guy yells he's at him. He's like, "You're good. too fucking blonde." Yeah, he's not good at it yet. <laughs> You're too fucking blonde. <laughs> You're too old, fatty. That guy, <laughs> space monkey. It is funny. Not really much. Not much else. In, nobody else in the cast to really highlight. No, just some bat mayhem people here and there. And the the boss, who also kind of does stuff with David Fincher. Yeah. Well, you know what time it is. <gasps> it's questions. What? Questions for Lee. Questions. Questions for Lee. Questions. Questions for Lee. Kaora S. <laughs> Don't you dare. Yeah. Um all right, Lee, first question. You already kind of answered it, but uh like I get it you were 14 when you first watched this, but did you actively seek it or did you like just randomly come upon it and you're like, "Oh, I'll watch this." No, I think I sought it out. I think I rented it from Netflix. Oh, I thought you were about to say I rented it from like Blockbuster. No, it was one of the maybe one of the first movies I ever rented on Netflix. 
when they were doing their mail-in service. Yeah, they don't. I don't think they even do that anymore. (laughs) No. Streaming. But yeah, I think that was like around 2006, 2007. Okay. And you liked it from the get-go? Yep. I thought it was, at first I thought it was funny. I thought it was mostly a comedy. (laughs) I laughed at it most of the time. Well, I definitely, I mean, there's funny moments, but no. It wasn't until the second time where I actually realized, oh, this is more like, Weird and intense, and I well, I knew it was weird. I liked it because it was weird. It's so weird. Like you have, you think the weirdest things are comedies, the, and they're very clearly speci- not. I have a specific. Kind like, this of is clearly of, a comedy. I'm like, not clearly. I don't say like clearly, it's, but it's it rated a things that make me laugh. I'm like, it's clearly There's a weird thriller. specific things that make yeah, me laugh. Thrillers, you weirdo. You're like, oh, is this well, disturbing and making everyone uncomfortable? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like that kind of stuff. And this movie is definitely all about that. Weird, it is. uncomfortable That's what Tyler's moments. whole thing is. That's why it's cool. He does things that make people uncomfortable, but he doesn't care. Yeah. And he's trying to make Nihilism. you do things. You got to not care, too. But everybody cares with Tyler because they don't realize he's just a personification of Edward Norton's insane mind. <laughs> what would he do if he just came back one day and he's just got a bottle of Prozac? He's like, hey, gay, everybody. Tyler's gone. But he is Tyler. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, he's like, but what you guys don't understand is I had schizophrenia. <laughs> Imagine to find out your cult leader just had schizophrenia and he admits it. He's like, oh, yeah, I finally took my medicine. I finally took my meds. <laughs> they'd still probably be like, or no, they'd probably be like, but. They're like, no, nah, he's lying. It, it Fight Club, though. Project Man. Yeah, like they just. We the thing this. is, then it would just devolve into chaos and violence. As the group, yeah. like some guys tried to become the new Tyler and they could only control some of the fight clubs or only one fight club and flight clubs start fighting themselves. Apparently, the author of the book has written two sequels, <laughs> but in graphic novel form. Hmm. So they're a lot shorter. They're, and apparently, I guess they're not great. And they still follow Edward? No, it, well, it follows the book. It's more a follow-up to the book. Is Edward's character not in the book? Who's the main character in the book? Well, it's still the narrator and all that, but I think the book ends differently than the movie. Mm. Gross. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever read the book? Probably. I want to. Yeah. I think I will. All right. Um, what was your favorite part of this movie? I think this is going to be hard for you. It is going to be very hard. Because there's, there's a lot of... I mean, there's too many scenes in this movie that I like to s- point to one specific scene. Yeah. That's why I feel like you kind of got to go after more of like a, a general aspect a little bit. I, I really... Because uh, you really like this movie. I really like the tone. I say that a lot with my with my movies. That's why your movies have a certain tone. But I really like just the kind of irreverent, sort of dark comedy, mm. and the and it's, I guess it's a satire, a little bit of society at the time. Um, I always kind of like that sort of thing. Uh, but I also do like that it, 
it does kind of touch on a lot of uncomfortable themes. Um, themes of like masculinity. Uh, a lot of toxic masculinity in this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, themes of like depression and unhappiness and uh, being feeling trapped mm. in your daily life. You know, I can I can relate to a lot of that. Especially, I can definitely relate to the character of the narrator in a lot of aspects. And that always kind of helps uh, with, uh, you know, like uh, me liking a movie. Uh, I, I, I love the filmmaking. I, lo- I think David Fincher is one of the best filmmakers working today. I think his, the cr- his craft is impeccable. After Michael Bay. Um, no. <laughs> okay. That wasn't actually as hard as I thought, and it's pretty much what I thought you were going to say. Also, really, shout out to the music in this yeah, film. I yeah, love the music, the music is music really good. In this movie. Set some like crazy scenes and tones. You said you were like freaked out by the music in the beginning with yeah. the opening credits. With it had me on edge, brain. and then right then something fell off my wall and it scared the fuck <laughs> out of me. Yeah. Yeah. The music kind of reminded me of like. Um, that one movie where that guy dies, but the whole movie is his spirit traveling around. Oh, Enter the Void. Movie's so fucked up. I hate that movie. <laughs> uh, I, also saw I didn't that movie even finish when I was, it. Well, you weren't violently high, losing your mind. You can only watch that movie and understand it when you're violently high off some it's kind. Not of that drug. I didn't understand it. I was just no. like, no, you didn't. You didn't understand it. Okay, fine. You have to be violently high or extremely overwhelmingly high. On anything, you big acid, ecstasy, shrooms, marijuana, not alcohol because you won't be able to pay attention, but the drug makes it so you like focus in and it's just like, you think you're dead. You think you're dead. You think you're that like, oh, this is going to happen to me and you're just filled with this overwhelming sense of like dread. While Travis laughs at you. Um, <laughs> okay. The music is really good in this movie, though. <laughs> Back to the movie. I liked it also. Um, especially, I do like that Pixie song. Like, yeah. Um, okay. What would be your biggest complaint about this movie, then? Ooh. That isn't the female lead. She's not a complaint anymore. <laughs> she was when I was 14. I was like, ugh, women in movies, get out of here. <laughs> make things boring. You need to watch movies with a rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Rude. Uh, least favorite aspect. You know, one thing I did notice, watching it on your television, all, like... It's kind of it's gonna be a little for weird. context. My TV's big in 4K. Yeah. Every time I watch this film, I've always felt that there's some moments where the not the tone, but the color of the film is a little too dark, and I couldn't. And there's sometimes there's some scenes that I didn't see people's faces until this. Time this time that I watched it on your TV. Lit up on this TV. Yeah, and I was just like, "Huh, 
Sometimes, and that's the thing with David Fincher's movies. He has that kind of dark, intense sort of thriller Which makes lighting. it so you have to watch it over and over because you'll miss something. Yeah, a lot yeah. of his movies have like a green sort of hue to like, them. Why'd they act that way? And then you watch it again, and there's for some reason, you didn't see the guy in the background going like this. <laughs> Just making a crazy face. You're like, oh, that's why you reacted like that. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So his movies can be a little dark. In terms Not of dark and well, I oh, like sadness and horror, but dark I, and as like, like actual that. color. <gasps> like it's a little too dark at some points. Right. Like turn the brightness up, bro. I can't see none. Yeah. All yeah. All of Fincher's movies sort of have that problem, although I think he kind of improved as he went along. Uh, one oh one movie I forgot to mention that he directed was uh, the Social Network. Oh. That the Facebook movie, which is a really good movie. I'll show you that movie one day. It's a very, very good film. Okay. I share it as. <laughs> gonna watch a movie about an alien. Yeah. This fake propaganda movie. The movie doesn't make him look good at all. I know, but it makes it, you think like, oh, well, he's a human. He's not a human. Actually, not really, but okay. He's a robot, man. So yeah, I guess the, the dark color tone of the film sometimes gets in the way uh maybe so yeah maybe some of the cgi isn't that great it's pretty sometimes like takes you out of the moment all right fine at least it did that for me where all of a sudden you're like why are we going through a cgi refrigerator or some because they're doing an explosion okay and i guess do the explosion if my movie did that, you'd be like, why didn't they just blow up a refrigerator? They didn't have to do CGI that. They just did it because it's 1999, and every movie in 1999 had to put some stupid bullshit CGI in their movie. It's the year of the, the other Matrix. other sister, like, fucking part of her face. <laughs> the year of the Matrix. That's something we didn't mention. The fact that my movie came out the same year as this movie. How did the other and, sister and Fight Club even exist in the same year? That means on some studio they were being made like near each other. Yep. Like that's insanity. They're the polar opposite of movies. The exact polar opposite, yes. Which is, they're both about retards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, people with schizophrenia are basically retarded. <laughs> Just kidding, He's, no cancel me. I apologize. I'm so sorry to my three Portugal followers. Portuguese, sorry. Again, I apologize for calling you Portugal people. Hey, but we love you, though. Yes, we love you, Portuguese. We should go viral <laughs> now in Portuguese because we've said Portuguese so many Portuguese times. Pick us up out of the real them Portuguese, Portuguese, Portuguese. I'm not even saying it right anymore. Portuguese, Portuguese. Okay. Um... Well, I don't think this will be a surprising thing, but what is your rating? <sighs> wow. Okay. So you might be a little surprised by mine. I might be, I might not be. I don't know. I don't know. But um yeah, this is uh I still really, really, really enjoy this film. Um It's uh, yeah. We've it's hard to really say what else. There's not much much else I can really say about it. Uh, it kind of 
has all the things that I really like in movies, you know, kind of a dark sense of humor with uh, something to kind of say about society and uh, people. Uh, It's got great acting in it, great writing, great cinematography, production design, directing, editing, sound edit, sound design, music. So a two, get it. Yeah, two out of of five (laughs) hundred. Yeah. (laughs) No, this is a like probably nine, nine. Really, you love everything about it, but it can't get a ten. I don't love everything about it. Female leads. Um. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. Just when in doubt, make Leah sexist. (laughs) When in doubt, make Leah sexist. That's a saying right there. That's our first shirt. When in doubt, make Leah sexist. I want a hat that says, when in doubt, make Leah sexist. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, what's what's the surprise here? <laughs> One. No. Um, that would be. Okay, I'm going to give a brief opinion about my, my brief opinion on this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I've said, I'll start with the complaints. I thought there was moments of this movie where crin- were cringy. I don't deal with cringy already. Uh, yeah. It has like this, like, it's it's dark, but like you think I, I mean, it ends with them together, but like the romance is never a really big deal to me in the movie, because it's like, is it real? What's happening? Because he, he likes her clearly from the beginning, but like doesn't want to admit it. Acts like a third grader, yeah, and bullies her instead. I mean, he even says uh. Earlier in the film, I'm a 30 year old boy. I can't get married or have a yeah, relationship. Yeah, that's what makes it more why Tyler's his perfect self because Tyler can get her and doesn't give a fuck. Again, yeah, he explains at the end like why he the narrator created him basically because mm-hmm. he couldn't deal with the pain of being a mediocre. Le- yeah, and that's the whole message behind Project Mayhem. Um. So I went into this movie thinking, and I had avoided it throughout my life, thinking I'd hate it. I thought it was going to be really dark, that it was going to be fucked up, and it is. But it's it is not, those things. not super dark. And no. there are moments where there, it is pretty funny. Some pretty funny moments happen uh, when it's just the beginning of the relationship, when the insanity hasn't really like ruined his life yet, and it's just kind of fun, and he's like, "Yeah, this is, it's kind of like a new thing to him." And when he first starts living in the abandoned house, and he's like, oh, yeah. "How did he find this place?" It's like, "No, you just went insane and you found an abandoned house." <laughs> the papers, the house on Paper Street. And it's like, what? Why is this yeah. abandoned property in this abandoned lot? Like, and he's like, he says, "Oh, the previous owner might have been a shut-in." It's like, was there a previous owner? Or Were you, you the shut-in? Have you always been here? Yeah, it's like, so what? fucked up. It is, but I'm gonna have to give this movie an eight out of ten. Whoa! Um, like you said, the acting is really good. I don't not I don't not like any of. I know that's a terrible way to say that sentence. I don't care. <laughs> I don't not like um anybody in the movie. The I like everybody them all. gives a good perform good yeah. performance. Like, even even Bob, even Meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. I just like to make fun of Bob. Uh, Bob bitch tits. 
Um, well, the movie makes fun of him. Yeah, he's kind of the Jerry in that movie. But not they're not mean. But to he's him. still, a, like the movie still kind of treats him as a sad character, who you you can feel empathy for, because he's ne- Edward. Is, is Ed Edward Norton's like last link to like the real world? Yeah. Because he's the guy like, he knew before. And he's this. like the one guy who actually was kind of listening to the narrator. Well, no, he wasn't even listening to him. He was just kind of letting him. He was his first source of comfort. Letting him emote. Yeah, it was his first source of comfort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was the reason why he was able to sleep for a little again. bit. Yeah. Like that moment where he wasn't becoming Tyler right before he stopped. Because it's like, cause that's what really pushed him over the edge. He got a glimpse of sleep again. And being human, and then it got taken away from him, and then the body was like, "All right, we can't deal with this. Let's create Tyler." <laughs> you need Brad Pitt. You need to have sexy abs. <laughs> He's got an epic V that leads to. It's his a classic. Dick. Everyone knows the image where he's like standing in the middle of a flight club, right? And he's just got his pants on, jeans are like unbuckled, and it's just fucking flam. Just glistening in sweat. He's and got blood, and blood dirt. under his eye, but he still looks fucking like Brad Pitt. Beautiful and sexy. God, man. Just, he's got an eight-pack. Yeah, I don't... Th- I mean, We Brad- promise we're not... We're not... There's nothing wrong with being gay, but we're not gay, but <laughs> God damn. I mean, Brad, Brad Pitt is... You know, he's a pretty handsome man now, even in his older years. Oh, yeah, years. he's barely aged. But... Like I don't think he's been he was in any better shape than he was when he made this movie. No, he was probably like fucking like less than two percent body fat. He was just like shredded. The definition of of a washboard. Yeah. Like what every man wants. What Lee will have soon. Yes. Keep out for his Instagram post. Working out hard. Keep him out keep out keep an eye out for that Lee Instagram. (laughs) I haven't been posting anything. Yeah, his about first post that. back will be a fucking nine pack. <laughs> it should be. Um, should the ninth be. pack is his cock. Uh, <laughs> the bulge at the end of the underwear. And then I'm removed from Instagram. Well, you don't have to show your penis. Okay, fine. You show the bulge. You wear some sweatpants. You do the sweatpant challenge. <laughs> um, but you're just like, guys, look at my abs, and it's just like big fat cock. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> This is the episode's ending weird because it's gone on so long. We're starting, but to you had to fit this go movie. crazy. Yeah, but this movie had a lot to talk about. Um, but as li- as everything, the episode's got to come to an end. All um, good things must come to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna take another U-turn next week. Everybody, as we always do. Yep, we went from season premiere, the other sister, to right over to fucking Fight, fight uh, Island. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> fight, <laughs> fight Island, Club, Dick Fight Island. Um, shout out to Dick Fight Island. Um, uh, no Fight Club. And now Dick we're gonna fight fucking Island. now we're go like it's like two maniacs are running the car, and one wants to get over to the left side, and the other one wants to go to the right. And every, uh, like, f- two miles, the other one grabs it and f- the wheel and flips it around. Um, because next week, we are watching the film Friends with Benefits. Oh, God. Now, this movie was almost your season three premiere. But 
the other sister, like I had said last week, just came to me in like an epiphany. <laughs> like an epiphany. And I, it just washed over me the memory of that movie and going like, I got to show Lee this. But, <laughs> but friends with benefits, you're going to get a good old-fashioned old man Lee. Probably. Because I've already seen part of this movie. He saw like 10 minutes of it and hated the fuck out of it. And now we're going to make him watch all the three whole hours. Thing. Three hours? No, I was kidding. I think it's like two hours. Two hours? You lied. This movie was two and a half hours. Yeah, Fight Club? Sorry. That was a long movie. But it didn't. You know, it moves fast it enough didn't to where you don't long. really feel it. Yeah. yeah that's what, That was a big plus to it. The other sister is not like that. That movie dragged. Mm-hmm. It ended. It should have ended thirty minutes early, um, or edit out that entire wedding scene so it doesn't happen. So we just have the one wedding. But um, yep. mm-hmm. whatever. That movie's past. Go listen to that episode. It's a good episode. Go watch that movie. It's a good movie. It's not. We'd like to tell you to what? Fuck you. Well, you know what? Fight Island's a terrible or <laughs> Fight Club Fight is a terrible movie. <laughs> Two. Don't watch it. Um. All right. But. Uh, as always, please watch Friends with Benefits before you listen to next week's episode so that when we talk about it, you can kind of follow along and you can kind of like see if you which camp you fall in. You're going to fall in my camp or you're going to fall in Lee's camp. And maybe Lee watches it and Lee does a 360. It's not going to happen. But you never know. We know. Maybe but I won't hate it as much. No, nah, Lee's going to fucking hate this movie. I foresee it. He's... Lee, we'll talk about it next week, everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna watch very it. excited to show him this movie. Um, now, shameless plug time. I know, I know, I know. Nah, but nah. everyone, please rate, review, share this podcast. It really helps us. The more ratings we have, the higher they think the algorithm. The, the more pop, like popular the algorithm thinks we are, the more we get promoted to new people, and the more people we get to yell at. Um, yeah. Follow our Instagram. It's not the worst movie ever pod. You can also follow our TikTok. It's not the worst movie ever pod. We post weekly content about whatever movie we watched. Um, please follow our personal Instagrams. They're linked in the movies, uh, the bio of the movie Instagram. Uh, you'll find in my Instagram a link to my dog's Instagram. Yeah, I know. My dog's Instagram, which then you'll also find in... Uh, the late what her TikTok is, which is the same name as her Instagram, Desert underscore Star. No, the de- <sighs> Desert underscore. I don't know. Fuck it. I don't remember the name right now. But you'll find it in the bio, and you'll find the TikTok in the bio. Um, please follow those accounts. You get da- like weekly cute ass husky content. Come on, people. Everybody loves a husky. If you can um, find the account. Because he can't remember the name of it. You know what? Because we have modern technology. <laughs> oh, God. Now we have to take a second. Because Lee's right. And if I'm going to shameless plug, i got a shameless plug right. Okay. It's the underscore desert underscore star. Yeah, I know. You hate it. But go follow <laughs> that. And then follow me at desert star two on, at TikTok. Now I'm actually glad I said that because that's a completely different name than I thought. Um, also, follow my TikTok, Hammer Books. I do weekly reviews, uh, weekly reviews of uh, books I've read, manga series that I'm currently reading or have read, and I try to give you an honest opinion and recommendation. Just know ahead, there's stuff that I like. 
So the recommendations are always positive. <laughs> uh, but yeah. we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed this movie. And we can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You are not your fucking khakis. California forever. What? Okay, bye! What?